from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, it's The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, September 3rd, 2010, and this is The Relevant Podcast, coming to you live from our brand new large and in-charge studios in Orlando, Florida. This is very disorienting, to be honest with you. I'm, st- I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our brand new studios is the lovely Josh Loveless. Hey, people. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, on the Skype line, all the way from London, England, is Lloyd Kinsley. What, what? <laughs> and... All the way from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Was that really Lloyd? Yeah, that was Lloyd. <laughs> pretty good, that was, huh? That was pretty good. That was his, his uh, American impression. <laughs> um, Very convincing. Let's yeah, see. Ryan, Ryan is not with us today, and, and, and uh, Maya is not with us today. So it's just a boys club. I, when you say that, though, it sounds as if something tragic happened to each of them. Ryan is no longer with us. I know. I know. Be careful. Because <laughs> he dissed on Tebow that one last right. week. Yeah, that's what he he's serving us a podcast suspension. <laughs> he's on the DL. I pod- he violated the no bashing TiVo rule. I podcast blocked him. <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually gotten some tweets and stuff from people uh, say and emails. A few saying, "Hey, listen, if you guys didn't do a regular sports segment, can you please put chapter markers in the podcast so I can skip past it?" Oh my word! <laughs> I knew I knew people were going to hate it, but you know what? I didn't care either. <laughs> And then the other side of the equation is a guy uh, direct messaged me today and he said, hey, by the way, I just listened to the podcast. Hearing that you guys are football fans, I have four tickets to the Falcons-Jaguars game tomorrow night. Do you want to go? They have sweet. It's a sweet pass. And I was like, I can't. Because who wants to go to a Jaguars game? Especially a preseason Jaguars game. But sweets? I mean, I, I don't care. I, I'll go to a women's lacrosse event. Tickets okay. are yours you get, if you want to here, go. Here, here's sweets? the real test. Would you go to a WNBA game if it was in a suite? Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I mean, there's free food and drinks. So, I mean, it's... it's it's Yeah, it but free? it's WNBA. Financially lucrative. <laughs> no, it's it's socially unacceptable. And you but can put something else on the lucrative. TV in the suite. That's true. You can be watching, like, you know, Law & Order. Complete disregard for the game. <laughs> yeah, you're just there for the food and drinks. You're watching reruns of The Simpsons in an old episode of Law and Order. <laughs> Which is both better than the WNBA games. <laughs> no. um, you see, I, and, and I know we'll probably get emails about this, but once again, I don't really care. I don't like, like, the most exciting thing that can possibly happen in a WNBA game is a layup. Right. That, that's the pinnacle, is a really cool layup, you well, know? No, a steal. It, that's kind of exciting. A steal. Now, Jesse, did you know that I actually had to go to WNBA games, like all of them? Uh, I, I think I they were, weren't they the Miracle? Yeah, the Orlando Miracle, which are now the Connecticut Sun or Soul or something like that. Uh, when I met Maya back in 2000, she was a dancer for the Orlando Miracle, which is owned by the Magic. So it's a WNBA team. Right. It was a co-ed hip-hop dance squad. And so when we started dating... I had to go to the games and I wanted to, I want to see her, you know, 
But as the season progressed, I started arriving later and later and later. Sure. And what was the worst is that I always had courtside seats oh, because, man. you know, they're, not, no, no they're not in high demand. You know, <laughs> oh, the dancers got them. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. So I would arrive at halftime. And I tell you, I'd never seen more jean shorts and flannel shirts in my life. Oh, see, careful. No, 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 it's true. Careful. There's, <laughs> there's two fan bases for WNBA games, and WNBA fans would not dispute this. Families with small girls, young girls. And, and Pearl, Pearl Jam fans. And lesbian couples. Okay. Yeah, that's right. it. I mean, it's just what they're known for. All right. And it's true. The stereotype's true. Okay. As most stereotypes are usually. <laughs> I, I mean, I've probably been to 40 WNBA games over the last couple of years. As, uh, wow. What you do for love. You know, maybe we just shouldn't go there. But I'm I'm actually pretty shocked that the WNBA is still in business. The NBA keeps ponying up and paying for it. I don't get it. Remember their slogan? It's, it's like a Title IX of professional sports. Remember you know? their, their slogan was, basketball is basketball. It was not. <laughs> it was. I promise. They were trying to say, they were, they were using video clip and cuts of like LeBron dunking the basketball and then a quick cut to... To a layup. Lisa Leslie yeah, passing it. Yeah, passing it. A really good it. chest pass. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, a re- yeah, a really textbook bounce pass to the lane. <laughs> and, and so she steps in, nails the layup, and then boom, basketball is basketball. It was Dunking great. is True. awesome. Yeah. Layups any dude can do in his driveway. Right, right. <laughs> WNBA. Basketball any dude could do in his driveway. <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the difference between seeing LeBron James do a sweet dunk and seeing Lisa Leslie lay it up. I can do one of those right now, you know? Right. Uh, okay, so we're not doing a sports podcast this week. <laughs> I think we just kind of did, actually. Uh, we have we have a great segment coming up. We uh, actually want to introduce you to one of our favorite bands, The Civil Wars. Uh, Elise talks to them. We have an audio spotlight on The Civil Wars. That's coming up later. And uh, But up first, uh, entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, September 7th. We have Interpol with the aptly titled Interpol. Sarah Bareilles. Bareilles. There you go. With uh, Kaleidoscope Heart. Van Berlin is coming out with Dark is the Way, Light is a Place. Brendan James is coming out with Brendan James. And Thermals is coming out with Personal Life. A little too much information. Movie releases Friday, September 10th. We have Resident Evil colon Afterlife. Starring the one and only Mila Jovacevic. Jovovich, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, colon is not in the title. You were were announcing the symbol. Is that correct? That is correct. Because if they inserted the word colon. (laughs) Colon Afterlife. (laughs) Colon Afterlife. That is not an attractive experience. Yeah, that's that's not a film I think I'll be seeing either way. I won't pray that prayer and walk down front. Um, The Romantics is starring Katie Holmes and others. And this one looks crazy. I'm Still Here, which is a documentary on Joaquin Phoenix's transition from the acting world to a career as an aspiring rapper. So it's it's directed by Casey Affleck and starring Joaquin Phoenix. That's going to be amazing. I, well, yeah. here's the thing. like Nobody knows if it's real or not. People who have it, seen it's it. It's totally a joke, though. Do you think so? It's got to be. So you think it's like an Andy Kaufman thing? Oh, absolutely. Huh. Is he funny enough to pull a stunt like that off in terms of like, is he smart funny enough? Did you see him on Letterman? Yeah, he was Yeah, insane. the Letterman thing was funny. Yeah, yeah it, but, but, but it wasn't just insane. It was legitimately funny. Like, I think he has amazing comic timing. Like, go back, you know, when you just want to get a good laugh and watch that interview on Letterman. Anyone can go on TV and just act like a weirdo. The way he does it, his timing, the way he's just like blankly staring at Letterman for extended periods of time is brilliant. 
you know i mean just such a funny interview chad play a clip of that it's a classic of tv history Thank you very much for being on the uh, program again. You know, it's been three years since the last time you were on the show, and I will just say right off the top here, you look different than I remember. <laughs> You've got uh, a, a nice uh, beard going, and... Uh, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. How is that, the beard? In my way. Well, is it comfortable? Is it itchy? Is it... Uh, are you pleased with it? I'm okay with it, but now you're making me feel weird about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm making you feel weird about it? Is there something wrong? I can't be the first one to make you feel weird about it. Mm, no, I guess not. Um, what, uh, what can you tell us about your days with the Unabomber? I actually found that, and for some reason, maybe I heard about this movie coming out, and I went back and rewatched all those awkward clips. And I watched the video of his rap debut at the club. Yeah. It's mm. so bad. Like, you, you go, this has to be fake. But, I mean, if he's stayed in this character thing for two years now, I mean, that's, that's mental. I, I, that's why I think it's, there is something real about it. He's, he's reclusive. I, I, th well, I think that's part of the craziness that maybe it started as an act. You know, he's, I think he's a hardcore method actor. You know, you can stay in character, and maybe he just couldn't snap out of it. Well, did you guys see, this was a few months back. I mean, I don't know. And To Write Love on Our Arms was up for some award. And as like a campaign to like, you know, get people to vote, uh, Jamie Trakowski posted a video on YouTube of him sitting at this table. And he's like saying why you should vote for him. In comes Miley Cyrus saying why you should vote for him. And then in comes a cleanly shaven, perfectly normal Joaquin Phoenix. I, I wouldn't. I saw the video. I wouldn't say perfectly normal. He still kind of twitched around. Like I don't know. There was something. Yeah, but but a he was off. out of he was out of his insane character. I don't know. He seemed a little insane to me. Did he seem normal to you? Do you remember I, him being completely sane before? Think hard. Yeah, Maybe exactly. that's a good point. Maybe that's yeah. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? Next, Joaquin's going to tweet you, Cameron. You know, and <laughs> he's going to be like, "Listen, I listened to the podcast. I hate what you're saying about me." It's true. Yeah. Although I haven't talked on the podcast about people recently tweeting me after I've talked about them. So. No, but we need to be careful That's no matter true. how important Bec and crazy they are. Because that has happened recently. Yes. And in, past, in the past month. This will cause people to go back and listen to the last four episodes. Yeah. Go, I wonder who <laughs> do, they're do talking about. Do you care to uh, elaborate? I'll, I'll elaborate with you off air. Okay. I'll tell you what happened. This is one of those moments, you know, when you're driving your car and the radio guy says something like this and says he's going to talk to his producer off air about the thing you really want to hear. <laughs> People are doing that right now. Somebody's well, on their treadmill I, going, what? I was, I was getting mean emails because I didn't have the tact to talk off air. Right. So okay. I'll try it this week. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices.
Well, typically during this break in the podcast, uh, I would tell you about important things coming up or things that you need to have on your radar. Well, I will tell you that there is something that you need to have on your radar, uh, but you're going to have to listen to the rest of the podcast to find out what that is. Cameron's got a big announcement coming up later in the podcast, so be sure to keep listening. listening to Blonde Redhead. The song is 23. I like that song. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm. It's from the album 23. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard one of our favorite bands, Deus Vale, featured in Relevant Magazine. The song is Cages, and it's playing right now on Relevant.fm as well. You should tune in if you haven't. It's a good station. Good mix. Chad does a great job. He's the DJ. Oh, we didn't introduce Chad. Because you're not behind the wall of glass anymore. I'm not. I am in the studio with you. He, yeah, which is odd that I would not introduce you because now I'm looking directly at you. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. Um, so there you go. Chad's here. <laughs> Hi, friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I got a two for tonight. I know everyone loves those. Um, that's two slices in one segment. Okay. And I just do that without asking or checking with anyone as well. I just pull them. All right. So uh, the enterprising journalists at the Chicago Sun-Times have been interviewing uh, the owners of costume shops to get an idea of what costumes are going to be big this year uh, for Halloween already. And they costume shops, and I'm calling the trend right now, are being fully stocked uh, with the, the three biggest costumes this year are Jersey Shore costumes. What? Yes. <laughs> Fake abs and spray tans. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And I guess you can provide your own Ed Hardy shirt um, <laughs> and just bedazzle it. Just go crazy. And a bedazzled cap. That's an expensive costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Avatar, guys. Oh, you know, like okay. The oh. blue, uh, the I don't know if you guys have heard of that film. So there's going to be a shortage of blue lycra. <laughs> and uh, finally, Lady Gaga is huge this oh, year. Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, but I'm going to be going as an avatar at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> so just like, greasy? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to be extra greasy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put gel in my tail. In in your tail? Well, you know the, my little uh, furry if you put your ponytail tail. tail. If, if you put your tail in something, in that. I don't think you want to put gel in your tail. Yeah, uh, don't put gel on that, dude. You want to lube it. <laughs> It's all part of the costume. Okay. Uh, so. Get your minds out of the gutter, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and finally, okay, someone posted this headline on my uh, Facebook page. Uh, uh, I'm assuming a listener. Um, and the headline was, Woman Scratched by Monkey in the Catskills. Like the Catskill Mountains, you know? And those are in New York. And so when I read the headline, my only assumption was there are wild monkeys in the Catskills, you know? Sure. Which is something that I've long assumed. Sure, of course. Um, but as it turns out, it was a pet monkey that was of someone that just happened to be there. And she was, you know, looking at the monkey and it scratched her. I guess the woman had a panic attack, which would be the only logical reaction to be scratched by a monkey. Uh, was taken to the hospital. But uh, for a while there, I was afraid that there may be wild monkeys here domestically and that they they're making their way over but uh for now it looks like that scenario 
is uh, is a little ways off. Hopefully, good. That's good. I'm still stuck on the uh, Halloween costume tweet. So, where'd you go as last year? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I oh oh sorry. The other thing I'll I'll uh, say where I went as last year. The other thing uh, that's big this year is Rob Lagojevich. <laughs> They're selling a lot of Rob Lagojevich's wigs. Last year, I think uh, I was, I can't remember what I was, but I remember I really wanted to be Mel Gibson. You got to be careful how you say Blago, Blag, Rob Blagojevich. Say it again. Blagojevich. 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 Blago- say it again. <laughs> I can't Blago- say it. Blagojevich. Not, no, you say it again. Blagojevich's. See, when no, you no. say, <laughs> no, he said it. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. You got to be careful how you say. Blagojevich's. You can't say bitches. I don't think it's plural. No, no, you said it. You said Rob or or what, what's his first name? No, I think <laughs> the problem is is when you actually go to dinner with he and his wife because you you know your kids will ask right. you, hey, who are you going to dinner Who'd with? You go out to dinner My with? Blagojevich's. The, 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 the Blagojevich's. <laughs> See, that's a problem. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last year, I wanted more than anything to go as Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover with the baby yeah. in the front. Yeah, yeah. but um. I didn't go anywhere for Halloween. So <laughs> that would have been just weird. <laughs> so I just saved it for this summer and I walked around a lot like that. Uh, well, yeah, I had a baby this summer. Yeah. I had a baby Bjorn. Mm-hmm. So I turned it out. I had a baby this summer, let myself go a little. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. People on, in June, they were like, oh, I get it. Is that Galifianakis? <laughs> the hangover? Like, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. You just started breaking out your wolf t-shirts all summer. <laughs> hey, Lloyd, do they celebrate Halloween in England? Um, we, it's weird. Not really. I mean, yes, they like people do stuff, but I th- it, what's strange is that like the church in England kind of, I, I don't want to say the words because it makes it sound negative, but it's frowned upon. Right. Well, the, we, we don't really, we don't like, so we do like anti-Halloween parties. We do too. Well, or that's okay then. The, 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 some of the Christians do. I mean, in, well, in, all the churches here do. They do <laughs> harvest parties and all that stuff. Yeah, they, I mean the the apple dunking, yeah, fall festivals, fall festivals, harvest parties, they don't, how, holy ghost weenie roast. You only dress up yeah. as biblical oh, yeah. characters. That seems far more inappropriate. Say that again. Holy what? Yeah. Ho- holy ghost weenie roast. Yeah, that's <laughs> far more inappropriate. Those words shouldn't be in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the church here frowns on Halloween too. I mean, it's Saint's birthday. But the birthday. thing is, there most of that stuff is exactly like a Halloween party, you know. But it's, it's not celebrating. I mean, Satan's you dress birthday. up. All you're doing is calling it something different. Well, no, all you're oh, doing, yeah. all you're doing is dressing up in Bible character costumes that your mother made you. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Was that your homeschool party? Okay, so I just talked about myself. I tried, <laughs> I tried to make that subtle. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> just, just checking. All right. In every Bible, see the thing is, every Bible character dressed the same. Yeah, exactly. There's a sash involved. There's long flowing clothes. Yeah, it's like clothes. who are you, Moses, Abraham? Sash. John. It was just, yeah. a, it was a robe with like a rope as a belt. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, I'm you, from the Bible. If your parents couldn't afford the sash, you could have a rope. And then <laughs> and then you wore Tiva sandals. And a bed sheet yeah, on your head. Yeah, it was a bed sheet, a rope, and Tevas. <laughs> yeah, or Birkenstocks. Or a pillowcase on your head if you couldn't yeah. afford a bed sheet. Yeah, which Bible character are you? Any of them, I don't care. <laughs> I don't Name know. It. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, uh, Lloyd, you got a slice? I do indeed. Um, now, I don't know... I've always called it this, but I have a Scottish mother. But if someone someone offers you a, wait, wait, a whiskey, is that like a euphemism? <laughs> no, it isn't. But I have <laughs> a Scottish mind mother. Out of the gutter, okay. 
<laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't mean for something dirty. I just meant like, you know, I've always called it this because I have a Scottish mother. Like, is that some sort of slang for something I don't know? Or do you, is your mother literally from Scotland? So I apologize. A, if it was, it's a pretty long-winded one. <laughs> it's a long-winded one. No, well, let me continue. Um, <laughs> to, to have a, a small sip of whiskey, you, you would call it a wee dram. Correct? Do you know this phrase? No, that sounds correct to me. No. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have a Scottish mullet and I like the wee drum, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wee dram. Dram. That's something completely different, Jesse. What is a, what's a dram? D-R-A-M? Uh, maybe it's a... I'm just going to Wikipedia. It might be a measurement for all I know. I just oh. know that, you know, wee dram. Yeah, it's a unit. There we go. Okay, so we, we means small, so a small yep. unit of whiskey. That's what you're small saying. Small getting any better. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep going, Lloyd, on behalf of America, please. Um, okay. This is why well, we can't do a live podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Lloyd's yeah, talking about his small exactly. unit of whiskey. I mean, come on. All right, sorry, go ahead. Uh, so there's a, there's a guy, a London-based designer, who, now don't ask me why, he is taking the high-sugar urine produced by elderly diabetic patients, including his own grandmother, and he is making a whiskey from it. No. No, not going to happen. Nope. What does it taste like? Well, he says he filters it in the same way that that it's used to process and purify water. And when they do that, they remove all sorts of things. Now, in this, he removes the sugars that are in the urine, and then he puts them back in when it gets to the fermentation stages. So basically, you just get this really sweet whiskey which is sweet because it's, it's from diabetics. Hmm. Most diabetics I know are sweet. Really? Mm-hmm. I know some mean ones. Well, they can't get too worked up or else they die. Well, that's one, one, way, to, that's one way to look at it. Uh, would, would you drink the, uh, the urine from your grandmother, Cameron? <laughs> this is like Bear Grylls whiskey. <laughs> Bear Grylls whiskey. No, that's true. On the He's label. a he is, he is British. Yeah, <laughs> I feel a little bit weird after yeah, just hearing yeah. about that. <laughs> I know. I want to talk more about it, but on the other hand, I don't. Um, okay, well, you guys remember Jamie Oliver? We discussed him a little bit. He uh, he had hey, that why? show, American Revolution. This is the British. Yeah, he he's he's a he's your countryman, right? Or is he Australian? <laughs> he's from someplace that's not America. He's a right? wee, he's Jesse, a wee Jesse. When you say things like that, it makes me think that it hurt your head to think it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I was just wondering where he was from. It just got real. It's not like I watch. Okay, I don't watch a lot of like uh, the Food Network. Okay, I know that there's a lot of chefs on there and they're from other countries. Like Gordon Ramsay. I couldn't tell you where he's from. Is Jamie Oliver Australian or is he English? He's English. Is his mother from Scotland? Does he have a Scottish mother? Does he own a weed drum? Okay, uh, Jamie Oliver uh, was on that show, Food Revolution, uh, that happened, uh, I don't know, a few months ago. And uh, he went to Huntington, West Virginia, lived there for a few months, uh, some people remember, and he tried to take uh, what at the time, based on research and data that had come out, uh, was one of the most obese and unhealthy cities in America, Huntington, West Virginia, and try to help them and change them. Well, uh, it's recently uh, come out that uh, the, the there, town? Are, there are schools oh. that the ta- in the town of Huntington, West Virginia now uh, are removing playground equipment for safety reasons. 
They've taken out swing sets. They have taken... Are the kids too big for they them? They have taken out merry-go-rounds, <laughs> playground equipment, uh, s- some of the tall slides, because so many people are suing and uh, initiating lawsuits towards the school system. And instead of responding in some you know healthy way, because some of these kids and their parents are actually winning the lawsuits, the most obese city in America is re- just removing the equipment in the playgrounds. And now these kids are going to get bigger. <laughs> and yeah, and they, they've substituted the playground equipment with uh, an area full of video games and Cheetos. Yeah, you, you instead of the ru- the rubber ground of the tires, they've just inserted Cheetos. It's dry. It's yeah. They, they still need it to be the same consistency, so it's one massive Swedish fish. Yeah, I think it's going to go well. But anyway, it's crazy. This city that needs help is uh, is running in fear of its own people uh, based on lawsuits. It's a pretty sad story. Man. Yeah. What are you going to do? Thanks. What? Jamie Oliver tried his best, and I feel like the, the city's moving the opposite direction. It's too bad. Very slowly. Yeah, very <laughs> slowly in the other direction. With an asthmatic weave. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My gosh. Oh, that's awesome. Man. All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, The Civil Wars. We watched the plumes paint the sky gray As she laughed and danced through the field of gray You're listening to Death Cab for Cutie. The song is Grapevine Fires. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm. You know, how come like Death Cab for Cutie has continued to make, you know, decent music, whereas like Weezer fell off the face of the earth? Didn't they kind of come out in the same era? Weezer came out before Death Cab, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, but I mean, I, kinda, I think I kind of liked them both in the late 90s. I was introduced to Death Cab through Postal Service. Like, I became a big Postal Service fan before Death Cab. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I, I, I feel like Death Cab is one of those bands that never felt the pressure to progress, like, yeah. to the extent where they don't sound like the same band anymore. Like, they've definitely gotten better, but I don't feel like they've tried to totally reinvent themselves. If you listen to a Death Cab album, their, last, their latest one, and you listen to one... Uh, one of their first ones, you can tell it's the same band, right. you know, where I feel like bands like Weezer try to completely reinvent themselves over and over again. But that's impossible because he's always going to sound the same, in my opinion. I mean, Weezer. Yeah, and, and I, but I think that's, uh, you're talking about for Weezer? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's doing, he just did that, uh, you know, magic collaboration and they put out, you know, all these cheesy pop albums, you know? Yeah. But, but you're right. They, they never... It was like trying to do something else poorly instead of doing what they could do well. Right. All right, well, it's time for uh, the Civil Wars. In addition to their respective solo careers, the fantastic John Paul White and the lovely Joy Williams have begun a new band called the Civil Wars. Uh, the Civil Wars have released their debut studio EP called Poison and Wine, produced by Grammy Award-winning producer Charlie Peacock. They're currently writing and recording their debut full-length album due out in the fall of this year. You can download their 10-song Live at Eddie's Attic album for free at their website, which is thecivilwars.com. Our very own Elise Gilligan talked to him. Here's The Civil Wars. Oh, 
Okay, well, just for a little history on you guys, I know you met at a songwriting camp in Nashville. Um, what was it that drew you to working together and made you actually decide, like, hey, we want to make this something? Well, uh, for me, and, and Joy and I definitely talked about the moment uh, a million times between us, is that when just the first time our voices um, sounded out together in the room, it was kind of, it was a weird, like, pinch me kind of moment. Like, it was, <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd never had that kind of marriage between two voices before in, 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 my, in my days, so... Uh, we both kind of felt like, wow, that's that's interesting. That's unique. I've never never felt that before. And so we, uh, I think the you know the origins of it were right there in that you know first sight kind of thing. But I think it took several months before we um, actively thought that there was a, a way to maybe build on that or to kind of continue to pursue mm-hmm. um, the idea of the blending of the of the voices together. And I think that, for me, it was, I remember particularly after the songwriting camp, us getting back together, how many months? Four or five months. Four or five months after that, and writing um, another song together, and just sort of the blend uh, continued to stay. It wasn't sort of a a blue moon type of experience. Right. yeah, and, and on top of that, I mean, we always talk about the, the blending of the voices, and that's a huge part of it. But on top of that, uh, the melding of ideas that we have, you know, we have different viewpoints on 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 things, being from totally different you know, backgrounds. Ge- backgrounds and geographical areas. But, right. But yet, there's a common thread to all of it too, and and the type of music that was coming out of us was something that. Um, it's kind of hard to explain from our disparate backgrounds that this kind of thing comes out of it. So yeah, we just felt like we were obliged to keep going with it. It was just like there was there was no way to stop doing it and see where it led to, and and uh, here we are. transition from pretty solid solo careers on both of your behalf um, has it been difficult to make that transition into doing this project together? Yeah, because John Paul's just such a diva it makes it really <laughs> difficult <laughs> Well, you know, I shine so much on stage, it's really hard for her to show up like, people don't even really realize she's there so I wear black so that it kind of dulls it down That's really sweet of you Alright, Totally <laughs> uh, I think it's actually what's odd about it is the fact yet another odd thing about it um, and by odd I mean sort of fortuitous is the fact that while we do each come from solo backgrounds that somehow the, the joining of the two musically just makes sense so it feels more fluid than most things I've, I've ever done musically yeah, yeah. So it's actually really um, well, and the, the live aspect of it for me is the joy because you know as a solo artist it's you everything is on you the spotlight's on you you carry all the banter you 
you know, you, you lead the parade. And, and with this, there's a give and take that I never would have expected being able to have with somebody on stage. That I, I've been in bands, you know, a lot during my youth, but I just, it was always, you know, five different perspectives. And right. Five different forces pulling, typically never in the same way. And, and this feels, I mean, it, it's like we're 200% of what it could be as a solo artist. This next question, Joy, it probably specifically applies more to you. Do you feel like there's any difference in leaving um, kind of an overt Christian market and transitioning to this? Like, does that affect your expression of creativity at all as you approach songwriting? Um, I I don't think I actively uh, think about that in writing sessions um, these days and in the new musical chapter that I feel like I'm in. Um, I, I enjoyed what I learned in the process of being in CCM for about mm-hmm. six or seven years. Um, but I think, too, on top of that, I started feeling uh, a little bit boxed in. Um, and I think within the, that genre of music, it's very important to actually um, overtly express the worldview that you have versus what you see actually through that worldview. Yeah. Um, so I've been really enjoying the freedom of being able to write what I see through um, my worldview. And and I think, too, you know, writing about truth and beauty in a way that sort of plays with dark and light is really fascinating to me and something mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. And so, um, you know, beauty can be bittersweet and truth can be hard to swallow. And I think that we inadvertently sort of write within that tension with what we do, though it's never actually discussed. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And it, yeah. it is different, but I'm, I don't know. It's, it seems like such a good space to be in. I'm really thankful to, to be linking arms with somebody like John Paul because I do think the sum of the parts is different than um, any other music that we could make or have made up to this point as solo artists. Never saw you coming on you that was the Civil Wars. Check them out at thecivilwars.com. You're listening to Brandy Carlisle. The song is Dying Day. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> like if you actually have a day where you're just dying. That's sad. Technically, aren't we all every day? In a way. Mm, and technically... Just now. Just now, each of us a tiny piece. 
Aren't we Every day for me is a living day. A wee dram. A wee dram of dying just happened. <laughs> yeah, a wee dram of me just sipped away. Shouldn't we be happy about uh, what's going to happen on that dying day? <laughs> a wee dram of me just sipped away. Well done, Pastor Loveless. Yeah, we should you. be happy. Happy as we are at the Holy Ghost Weenie Roast every October 31st. Wow, that was a little too poetic. See, that's living. That's not dying. That's the opposite. If you're talking about the polar opposite of dying, go to a Holy Ghost Weenie Roast yeah. and live life, my friend. <laughs> that sounds like a commercial. Like that's the tagline. Yeah. Oh my goodness! All right. Uh, anyway, the song or the video is uh, playing right now on Relevant.tv. Good videos. You should check those out. They're free. It's nice. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week we asked you uh, what should be the next stunt for Improv Everywhere. Uh, Jesse brought us. Well, Jesse, why don't you recap the story of what you, what the context is? Yeah, so uh, there's, a, there's a group that basically does these sort of social kind of experiments just, just kind of mess with people. So they recently went to Coney Island dressed to the nines in formal gear, like tuxes and evening gowns, and did a day at the beach. They got in the water, built sandcastles, the whole deal. They've done other stuff where they wear like blue polo shirts and khakis and hundreds of them storm a Best Buy and just kind of walk around and talk to people about the products. Uh, so they do a lot of really funny stuff. Yep. There you go. So we asked you what should be their next stunt. You went over to the podcast episode page and uh, posted your replies there. So here's some of those. Austin Campbell says, a video podcast. Yes, yes, yes. I'd watch it. I don't think that responds to the question whatsoever. No, 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 no. I said also, I did ask people, I said, you know, we've got a new studio. We're, we're contemplating maybe doing a video podcast, but we're only going to do it if you want it. Okay. I was thinking he didn't really understand improv anywhere <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, I think Chad B got it. I think there should be 200 people dressed up as the situation. Yes, girls can join in the hilarity as well. Imagine the hair and oil. That will flow. It's like an old Testament and story. I would say uh, there are several places where you can go, and there's already 200 people dressed as a situation. Just go to a Nickelback concert. <laughs> and, uh, you can make that dream a reality, Chad. Oh man! Wait, you are, I don't think Nickelback concert is where the Jersey Shore people go. That's more redneck, isn't it? I, I, I think it depends on what part of the country. I think they'd because... be at a 50 cent concert. I think that's where they would go. Really? I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what category to they put them They go to in. clubs every night, so I think that's what they yeah, I was going to say, like, like club thumping, club. club anthems, you know? Yeah. They'd be at a T.I. show yeah. or something. What about Chris Tomlin? Akon. No? Chris Tomlin. No? No? Anybody? No? <laughs> Chris Tomlin. The, Chris, the Christian situations go to the Chris Tomlin <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's actually, that's actually more true. Yeah. The Christian then, situation would be a good book title. Oh, the Christian. <laughs> Yeah, in situations in quotes. But yeah. see now, see that makes me want to talk about uh, Carmen. <laughs> Why? Because he feels like the Christian situation. Oh. He's like the original Christian. He's the Godfather know, of the see, Christian situation. Now he's going to tweet you. Now he's going to be mad. He now. doesn't know what tweeting is. Oh, see here we he go. Ha- he has. We are gr- setting ourselves up once again to be confronted. Hold on. I guarantee you, right now, I can go. I will go on Twitter and see if there's a Carmen account. I guarantee there's not. Okay, you know what? I'm going to guarantee you. Within seven days of this being posted, there will be multiple. Uh, Carmen accounts set up by relevant listeners tweeting on his behalf and they're going to talk about their special you know we're going to find that Carmen has a special relationship with David Hasselhoff that's what well, we're going okay here here's the thing I don't mean that as a total dig on Carmen either okay look the situation look he's a guy who's in shape who takes care of himself who has a particular style 
Who's you single? Know? Who's single? Right? Who is single? Yeah. Who you know? The the ladies like it's not it's not a dig. Okay. I mean, it's just it's I a think compliment. It's just reality. Is it a compliment, Jesse? Is that what you're getting at? I don't see how it could be anything other than a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you got legitimately offended, I would be very confused. I, I you know? yeah. Let's just say people are dressing up as them for Halloween. Okay. Go to Carmen's website oh, and on. tell me. He doesn't look like the situation. Hold, yeah, okay. there, there, hold I on. like where this is going. First We're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble. First of all, there is a Carmen Twitter. <laughs> um, but I'm not completely confident that it's him because of two reasons. One, I think a fan set up. But two reasons why I think that is uh, there's not a real photo of him on, on as the avatar. It's some sort of, I don't know, something else. And it's called Carmen TV. So that's the Twitter name, Carmen TV. And it's Carmen Licciardello. And That's the location him. is everywhere. And he only has 1,600 followers, but he's following 2,000 people. So I don't think Carmen... That's not in the style of Carmen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He'd follow one. <laughs> he'd only follow Jesus. <laughs> and he'd have, he'd have 160,000 followers. Right. Well, so, when you said his last name, I would just want to be clear. And I'm saying this in all seriousness. Like, I know there are, like, Italian-Americans that take offense to the Jersey Shore thing, who? you know, who? like who? the stereotype. I, I've never met one of those people. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I remember the, like the same people that, uh, you know. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I'm looking at his picture on his, his, see what I mean? <laughs> see, I'm I, but I didn't even have that element in mind. I just want to clear that up. Like I was just more thinking of him in a fashion sense. You know, <laughs> okay. That logo and that picture is his Twitter avatar. It's so the same one from the. But I still think it's a fan who. Well, did he's it. unbuttoned an extra button and yeah. he's got his arm okay. up. I I have to say, if you're going to go on Twitter and look for what I'm looking at, okay. it's Carmen TV. One word. Okay. Twitter.com/slash Carmen TV. Okay. Do right. not do not go to Twitter.com/slash Carmen. Okay. <laughs> it is it is a is it different a. Uh, Shirtless man looking out the window. No, that's him. Sucking. No, it is no, not. No, him. no, no, no. That's so, so far so good. <laughs> his real name is Carlos Manuel Roos, and he has the Carmen as his uh, Twitter name. So, now, how did he? He got in early. Early adopter there. Yeah, but this is yeah. his. This is his avatar right there. Oh wow! Oh, hello. That's a different <laughs> Carmen. Wow. <laughs> All of a sudden. Yeah. Wow. So so don't go there, uh, yeah. boys and girls. Okay. Yeah. Boys and girls. Carmen TV. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, what, what were we talking about? Feedback? All right. So anyway, there's more, there's more replies. Go over to the website. Go to uh, last week's podcast episode page. If you want to check it out, you can add your two cents there. It is time for this week's question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, earlier in the podcast, uh, Jesse brought a very early slice to our attention yeah. about Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Really, if you're going to go to the next level creatively, you've got to put some thought into your Halloween costume experience. Or else and, and, that, and, and that's why I didn't want a listener to show up to a party and there's five situations there. Right. You know what I mean? So I wanted to warn them right now, if you're thinking situation, think again. Right. So it's September now. It's uh-huh. officially September. You're within, you're within, you know, striking distance, striking distance of Halloween. So you got to yeah. put the thought in now, get your reservations in early for yeah. a costume yeah. at a costume shop, stuff sure. like that. Right. So we want to know, what are you going to do for Halloween? Now, look, Did I you gotta... say get your reservations <laughs> in <laughs> a costume shop? Yeah. You yeah. Call, call ahead. Yeah. You got to call ahead. And call ahead seating. I, I'm talking about the, pl- the rental places, the ones that do real costumes. But, well, yeah. One of my yeah. questions is though, what, at what age does it become uncomfortable that you're wearing a costume like is does this just go on forever 
Well, and how it's how fine. how early? I mean, is too young for a kid to to uh, trick or treat because my kid will turn one that week. How far is too far? Well, I'm saying like if I'm walking around, if the kid can't walk yet, is it like I I can't feed him candy? I mean, so I, I wouldn't I mean, recommend sending him out on his own. <laughs> so it's obvious, <laughs> even though I show up with them, that it, I'm just wanting the candy for me. It's true. Because what parent would give a I, I think that's one-year-old okay. candy? That's fine. Oh, really? See, I don't yeah. know. I've never been a parent during Halloween before. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but when you go to doors, like, have, like, chocolate and, like, candy stuck all over your face. Like, <laughs> you sh- you're literally just going and you're eating it right away. Like, you're not even trying to get people to think you're going to give it to them later. I don't even have a bag. I don't have a, don't have a bucket. I'm what just... do you got? And you just reach in their bag and start eating stuff. You eat it from door to door. You finish it before you get to the next place. Yeah, you leave a trail of trash through all your neighbor's yard. <laughs> For some reason, that sounds like a Will Ferrell character. It does, actually. Okay, so okay, so we want to know, what are you going to be for Halloween? Uh, Jesse, have you put any thought into yours? You can't go as this, as a situation avatar. That You can't do that for real. Yeah, that, that would be different. It would be awesome. But it would be it would be difficult. Tell you what, I, I'm gonna have to rethink now, and I'm gonna come with something totally epic next week. Okay, I, yeah, I think the greasy tail idea is just a little, <laughs> it's just a little weird. Yeah, it's just a little too much. Yeah. But I would also be where imagine like the blue guy wearing uh, like you know fitted jeans along with like a, a, a decked out. Uh, affliction shirt you know you don't think that would be funny it'd, it'd be a little it'll be, it'd be a little too complex and like a, tr- a white trucker hat you gotta think people at the holy ghost weenie roast you know they're simple people they mm-hmm. don't they don't they don't want <laughs> they don't have a sophisticated pop culture right uh, they're not gonna know, get if you're referencing like six movies in your costume you know i mean they're not gonna put it all <laughs> yeah. together you know <laughs> so, and i a, have a baby uh, strapped to my chest so. <laughs> <laughs> You go for a costume mashup. Yeah. Just yeah. Somebody walks up to you and says, uh, are you Carmen? <laughs> I'm just every pop culture reference from the last year and a half. <laughs> that would be epic. Oh, man. Actually, I w- Jesse, you should go as Carmen. You're in Virginia. It's the Bible Belt. You know? Yeah. It'd be popular. Yeah, I just I I, re- I have to I have to look at his website. I have to get him more of an idea. I maybe I would have to like be Carmen from. I would have to be like the champion. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you'd have to go to the party with the devil. Wait, is champion the one where it's the boxing fight? Yes. yes. Oh, I did that at camp. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You did boxing or wait what? Well, and, yeah, like I have no frame of re- like literally as a as a brick going out to camp. I had no ref. That's the first time I went to the states as well. So I was I had all this culture shock, and everyone. And then they said, "Okay, we're going to do a campfire, and we're going to we're going to do some karma." And I thought, well, "What's this? Is it some type of yoga? You know, some that, karma. It, does it involve a mantra? There's, but there's then, pasta involved." <laughs> <laughs> so then, then we had that's the one we did the, the, with the devil and the and Jesus fighting. So you're at a campfire and, be, and you did it. You did you act it out? Yeah, had we played it. The CD was obviously with him in the background, and then I was Jesus, and another guy at camp was the devil. It's like a twenty-minute song. There's a lot of emotion in it. <laughs> so wait, did you just on the fly like listen to the lyrics as they were happening and like interpret them? <laughs> no, I had to practice. Oh, okay. there's oh. choreography. <laughs> it was a very long night. Yeah. It wow. was. By the time you actually got around to performing the 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 song, the sun was coming up. 
I'm just picturing people like roasting marshmallows and Holy Ghost weenie roast stuff in the background <laughs> while these guys are performing around the fire. This is like a collision of a lot of bad ideas. Yeah, that's a weird night. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like Jesse's it's like Jesse's costume with the Ed Hardy in the blue and the, <laughs> and the baby in the front. Uh, my situation that, avatar. Yeah, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. It's the guy. camp version of that. Man, we've gone a lot of places. We had blood packets and everything. Little, what? Uh, what they call blood squibs. What, what did you do with the blood? <laughs> yeah. Who was uh, watching this? <laughs> like, were you doing kids. it for people? We're horrified children. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I threw blood all over the children. This sounds like an evangelistic pretty, event. This will bring it people was in. Pretty intense. Like, basically, when when there's the, the part where the devil is obviously taking some chunks out of uh, Jesus, I kind of hit the ground, and then we had all these squibs pop in my hands and. Blood flew out as if it was coming from. I have never. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Like, is, it, was that part of the movie? Had, honestly, I only ever heard it on a CD, and I was already freaked <laughs> out by the amount of weird th- that this whole like that was me coming out to the states, and I thought that's what everyone in America did. Well, you know, Jesse, do yourself a favor and YouTube Carmen's the Champion yeah. video. It's kind of like the Christian version of Thriller. Like for music oh, videos, wow. <laughs> it kind of is. It's that pretty really epic. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good reference, actually. What, wait, real quick. I, what year did that come out? Did you look that up, uh, Chad? Um, Were you on that YouTube page? No, I, I wasn't. I, I was just curious. I, if I, it, I just know it very well. Yeah, I was just curious the <laughs> reference of time. I'm just intimately familiar <laughs> with yeah. it. Carmen and I go way back. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, was, it was late 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Thriller was... Wait. Two, 2001. No. no. Oh, no, no, wait, that's, no, 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 that's the movie. There was a movie, Carmen the Champion. came there, out in 2001. I'm on really, IMDb.com. milked that brand. Yeah, it's a it's an actual movie. Starring Carmen? Of course. Yes. Of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. I think, I think the official oh title is oh. Carmen the Champion. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm serious about that. He, he defeats... Uh, no, it, it is. No, the Russian. He defeats the Russian in that one. The official title of the film is Carmen Colon the Champion. See, there yeah. you throw the colon in there. That's it's in the name. The His name is in the name. I mean, that's the weird thing about it. Carmen the Champion. That's okay, the tagline, Faith led him to his dream. One man in a world. <laughs> okay, then here's, here's the quotes that they put on the front of the DVD. Carmen never ceases to entertain. And Carmen is a genuine champion of a movie. Listen, I, I got I to set the record straight here because at some point in my life, I will run into Carmen at some event experience slash Holy Land worship Easter experience. Right. And I'm going to have to, we're going to have to talk face to face about this. Doesn't he play Jesus at the Holy Land I, experience? Probably. And, and I feel like Carmen's going to listen to this. And I just want to say, Carmen, I'm sorry for all the things these people have said about you. Carmen right? doesn't know what Why we are. Why are you sucking up? Just because I'm afraid of him. He's the champion. Well, he is in the mafia. You're secretly a fan, aren't you, Josh? I, not secret. I'm just telling you, he has beat yeah, the devil. Secret. He's openly a He a has fan. beat the devil before, <laughs> and I do not. Any man that unbuttons the next button on his shirt, I'm afraid of. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to say for the record that the champion, the album, the yeah. champion, black and white. Not the actual he's champion. In the, he's in the tux with the boxing ring mic in his hand. Came out in 1994. Okay, all right. Late 80s. 1994. It came say. out in 94. 94. Chad, how how possible? old were you? Was I was it, 14. Jesse. Maybe it was re-released then or something. I can't imagine it came out in 94. No, it, if it was Christian, it felt like the 80s and the 90s. <laughs> That's the deal. That's how it works. We're it's 10 years. We're 10 years behind. True. It's like Australia. 
But I was I graduated high school in '94. No, being the, a the champion came out long before I graduated high school. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's no way. There's no way. Hold on, I'll check the LP version, which you can still purchase. But videos Amazon. for Carmen. If you if you Google it, it, says Carmen the champion live late '80s. Right, right. That's but yeah. right. That's, That's when he true. thought of the idea. That's well, There's a video of it then. <laughs> so you're telling the me idea. it was like six years in the making? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's a long video. A lot of storyboarding. <laughs> yeah, imagine trying to do it at a campfire. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> I'm still having a hard time picturing that whole scenario you're describing. Blood packets and rehearsals and all in one night. 85. Yeah. 85. There we go. 85. Okay. That sounds right. Okay. All right. Well, Am- then Amazon's selling a book called The Champion, the story that inspired the full-length motion picture by Carmen. And wow. It's a story about the music video. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, oh, it's, it's a full-length novel about the music video yeah. making. It'd be great if it was a story of, uh, of Lloyd's camp experience. <laughs> I, do actually, I do actually feature in that book. Yeah, I, I believe you are. If if somebody hasn't heard this song, they're utterly confused. Well, it's going to play at the end of the podcast. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. So I was just going to tell them, just stay tuned a little longer. He's also the meatloaf of Christian music, I think. That's another reference. Because he's so... No, it, it's, he, because of the rock opera it, Exactly, thing? because of the rock opera. So, I mean, there's there's the reference with uh, you know him trying to pull off a thriller experience, but then there's also I think, a little meatloaf there. He's like a meatloaf situation. <laughs> Gosh, that sounds disturbing. It is. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Step back, please. We have a meatloaf situation here. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, if you want to reply to the, uh, I'm going to go with Carmen this year, which just means a tux and really nice hair. That's but what I was no saying. shirt underneath yeah. it. No, on the cover of the champion, uh, he has a shirt on. No. A tux shirt. I don't know. Um, that was photoshopped in because he didn't wear one of the shoot. <laughs> the original shoot. Uh, it got banned from Lifeway. Um, so, okay, if you want to reply... That, that's the name of his, of his next album, Banned from Lifeway. <laughs> if you want to reply to the uh, question of the week, which was, uh, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? We want really outrageous, good, creative costume ideas, and maybe we'll steal one. Maybe we'll do... Maybe we will dress up as your best suggestions and take pictures and put them in the magazine. Oh, my gosh. That's maybe, a good idea. Maybe we'll do that. That's actually not a bad idea. All right. So go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and post your uh, ideas or comments right there in the reply area. Uh, or you can call into our podcast episode hotline, which is 407-660-1411. We're at an extension 126. So I guess that'll do it. There you go. Uh, many thanks to the Civil Wars for sitting in and talking to us. Uh, you can check out all their new music and download their free live album at thecivilwars.com. And uh, they're awesome. You should check them out. And they're also, there's a write-up in the, on them in the last issue of Relevant, I believe. Yeah, I think so. There you go. By the way, we had mentioned uh, in passing on a couple of uh, previous podcasts uh, about our John Mark McMillan concert. And uh, we had it last Friday. And you guys blew us away because we mentioned it here on the podcast yeah. and we tweeted it a couple of times and 1,200 people showed up. It was amazing. In two weeks. Wow. Two weeks. Literally, we called John's label, get it all worked out. Two weeks later is the show. And we're going, oh, man. I'm telling you, I was afraid that, you know, he's awesome and he has fans, but 
he didn't even get word out. He didn't even put it on his website till a week before the show. I yeah. mean, just people just didn't have time to come, you yeah. know? So I was actually pretty worried going down the venue. It was packed out. I saw people leaving because it was so packed. Huh. And uh, it was an amazing night. Bella Reeve is a band you should should know, and you can check them out online. Bella Reeve opened, and that was phenomenal. Set the tone for the evening, and John Mark just killed it. It was, it was great. amazing. It was great. I loved it. The cool thing was he spent the, the whole day here at our office, and uh, we... Josh had a great conversation with him, which uh, you'll hear on a future podcast, parts of that. We also got three songs that he performed here, and we videoed it. We shot it in our new studio, and uh, the videos for that will go online in a few weeks. So people will finally be able to see what what we're doing here. What we're doing here. Bringing it full circle. When he put his Ray-Bans on, he looked like Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh. He really did. He had the beard and everything. He really, Or a very tall, skinny Zach Galifianakis. (laughs) Without the baby. Without the baby. Well, I I handed him (laughs) Cohen. Sans baby. (laughs) He just strapped him off. Um, So anyway, that was, I mean, that was awesome. That was a night that I will not soon forget. And uh, John Mark, we want to thank you for coming down um, on such short notice. It was pretty awesome. And we want to thank all of you who are listening and we're in the, uh, within a five hour radius for coming on short notice as well. Cool thing is, is that we actually have another event, another free event coming up here in Orlando. And I know this means nothing to 95% of the country, uh, but here in Orlando on September 17th, and it is a reject apathy event that we're throwing uh, about malaria. And Josh Garrels is going to be performing a free concert uh, throughout the evening, actually. It's going to be this very unique, immersive, creative experience. And we're actually debuting a um, short film that we shot recently uh, that Josh here uh, wrote and starred in. And we're going to be debuting that. And there's called the champion. (laughs) It's called the champion. (laughs) The malaria champion. I'll uh, be uh, releasing. I'll be releasing a book about uh, the making of that video as well. Yeah. And I did that. We shot that a few weeks ago, and we're in the final stages of of putting that uh, piece together. We'll be debuting that. There's going to be some amazing um, art experiences and some different things that are very uh, unique. And you'll want to be here. And then Josh Garrels, who's an amazing artist, he's has he performed on the podcast? He didn't perform, but we did a spotlight on him a couple weeks ago. Right, and uh, and he's also in the magazine, the last issue of the magazine. We're big fans, and so we're thrilled that he's coming down. Um, so September 17th, mark your calendars, it's Friday night. If you're within a four- or five-hour drive, uh, you definitely want to be here. Um, it'll pack out. Uh, we, you know, we only have room, honestly, in this building uh, for three to 500 people. And if 1,200 came to John Mark... Definitely plan to get here, get here early. It'll probably be around 7 o'clock. We'll put more details on the website. So uh, check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. So uh, that's that. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Josh Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Lloyd Kinsley. I think we lost Lloyd. Oh, my God. Lloyd, we're just going to say goodbye for you because oh. you're uh, lying. Why, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me do it. Oh my gosh. That's like there's a delay there too. It's crazy. And that was Lloyd Kinsley. We'll see you next week. The bell, the crowd, the fight was on, and the devil leaped in fury. With all his evil tricks, he came undone. He threw his jabs of hate and lust, a stab of pride and envy. But the hands that knew no sin blocked. Everyone. Forty days and nights they fought, and Satan couldn't touch him. Now the final blow saved for the final round. 
Prophetically, Christ's hands came down and Satan struck in vengeance. The blow of death fell Jesus to the ground. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Uh, there are several places where you can go and there's already 200 people dressed as a situation. Just go to a Nickelback concert.